Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Well, I want to give you my welcome this morning as well and just say uh, thanks for being here today. It's great to have you and it's great to worship the living King together and you know, there's always this tension where we're like, we, we don't want to talk about Sunday yet, okay? Let's just, in some ways, pretend that hasn't happened. We'll stay in Friday and then we'll go to Sunday. But I want to give you an invitation also to come out and join us on Sunday. Celebrate with us. The King is alive and uh, we're going to have a celebration. It's going to be great. There is a special kids program on Easter Sunday as well. And uh, we're going to have hot cross buns and cold pressed coffee and it's going to be great. So love to see you there as well. Uh, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to just pray and uh, I'm going to share a short word with you this morning. So Lord, uh, we just thank you, God, for um, your goodness. As we've heard, there was a plan. Father, you had a plan and Jesus came and and fulfilled that plan all because of your love for us, Father. And so I I just thank you, Lord. And as we come into this time this morning, we just invite you to come and speak. And I pray that you shift deep things in us, Lord. I pray that as we, as we see the power of the cross and your incredible love, Lord, that there will be things in our hearts and our lives that will shift out of the way so that we can bring our surrender, so we can lay our life down before you, Lord. And I know that that looks different for each person in this room today, Lord, for each person joining us online, Heavenly Father. Uh, Wherever we are on the journey, Lord, we just thank you that you're gonna meet us in that place and take us by the hand and lead us on this journey with you, Heavenly Father. And so we just thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, I wanna start this morning by taking you Uh, back in time with me. And uh, you might be thinking, like we're talking about the Bible, I just want to go back to lunchtime in the schoolyard. So for some people here, that's a long time. And for other people here, I know that's not as long. I must admit, I I struggled to remember some of that as well. But the scene is, is this, and for me personally, I remember that lunchtimes in the schoolyard were a lot about sport. Um, you'd eat your food and then you'd bolt down to whatever position it was, whatever oval, it was the footy oval, it was the, the soccer nets, it was the cricket nets, it was the basketball court. You'd try and get your spot. And this scene always unfolds when you're in that space. Um, you need teams, Right, And so the first thing that happens is everyone gets there and there's this big bunch of you and generally the two uh, best sports people will be the ones who are appointed as captains and then you go through the process of picking who's going to be on your team. Does anyone remember doing this? Yeah. And in some ways this was horrible, right? If you're here today and you were not good at sports, this is a memory of pain and anguish for you, okay? So someone can pray for you after the service and just help you with that. But there's two things that could happen really. It could work out really well, 
And so if the captain recognises your incredible sporting ability and they call out your name, then you get to strut your way up on, onto that team, leave all the losers behind and you just have that relief that you've been selected, right? If your name's not getting called, it is daunting. And you're, depending on what sport you're playing, you're counting how many people are on the team, how many people are left. And I mean, for me personally, I was just praying that I wasn't the last. There was always this discussion that would happen between the captains over the last person that was left. And it was like, oh, I don't want Dan. Do you want Dan? Nah, I don't want, you take him. He's a freebie. You just have him, all right? And it's like the last person's like, all right, I'm on this team. But there was nothing better than being selected, right? Being chosen. It gave you this sense of like, wow, I belong. I've got some value. I'll never forget the feeling I had when I was in grade six and I was playing in a basketball competition. It ran all day. And at the end of the day, they sat everyone down on a basketball court and they let us know, hey, today while you've been playing, there's actually been a scout here. And he's come to select some players for the Victorian basketball squad. And everyone's like, oh, wow. And I, to tell you the truth, I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, well, whoop-de-doo, like, I don't stand a chance. And so this scout gets up and just starts reading out some names and my name gets read out. And I was, like, amazed. And I think all my team plates were amazed as well. <laughs> like, Dan, you sure? And I run up and I join these people that have been selected for this team. Mind you, I made the squad. I never got a game. So... Um, <laughs> It's not the best story. But I'll never forget the feeling. And the feeling was all about this, is that there, there was a selector there, a scout there, that had seen something in me and he believed in me enough to say, I want to give this guy a chance. This guy has potential. And I don't know for you, like as I'm talking this morning, I don't know what this brings up for you. Some people will have great memories of being selected for things, being chosen for things. And I realise there's going to be other people here this morning. And, and no, all jokes aside, that there is some pain in this area for you, that, that maybe there's been rejection in your life in some place or there were things that you were not chosen for or that your ability... Your character was not recognised in some cases and there's still some pain around that area. And I want to look at the Scriptures today because that's where we find truth that really grounds us, right? Because it's easy for us to build our identity off these experiences. It's easy for people to come to conclusions, well, because I wasn't chosen, then I don't have any value. And when you look around the world today, what I actually see is confusion. I see these marketing messages that come out and they say, you're worth it. You know, you, like, whatever you want, have it because you're worth it, right? And then in my interactions with people, I regularly encounter people who actually believe the complete opposite. And they're struggling to find hope in their life because they think they have no value, nothing of worth to contribute. And so I want to take you to the Scriptures 
today because this is where the message of Jesus is so powerful. And this is where the message of the cross, it screams this unbelievable message that we're gonna unpack. And this message is for everyone. It's for everyone here today. It's for everyone who's joining us online. It's for the world. This message that was sent through Jesus on the cross. So if you have a Bible here today, we're gonna go to Galatians chapter one. And I'm just gonna read three verses. And in these three verses, Paul, who's the writer of this letter, it was a letter written to a church, he actually tells us so much about the cross. So let me read this, Galatians chapter 1, starting at verse 3. He says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen? Amen. In his book, um, The Cross of Christ, uh, John Stott, the author, this is a favourite kind of theological book of mine. He shares these five statements about Jesus' death on the cross And they come right out of this passage and I want to share them with you today. The first statement is this, the death of Jesus was both voluntary and determined. And so God's plan all along was for Jesus to come to die on a cross. And yet at the same time, Jesus freely gave himself and embraced his purpose and lined up His will with the Father's will. And there's that powerful scene, if you know it, where Jesus is in the garden and He prays His prayer. He says, Father, if You're willing, take the cup from me, yet not my will be done, but Your will. The reality of the cross was confronting. Confronting confronting Him to the point where He was sweating blood, the Scriptures say. And he cries out to the Lord, Lord, if you can do something different, do it. Yet I am submitted and surrendered to your will. That's what's going to happen. Number two, the death of Jesus was for our sins. You know, I've seen uh, on the Alpha videos, they often do polls where they go out into the streets and they ask people, you know, what's the death of Jesus all about? Why did Jesus die on a cross? And very few people these days actually know why Jesus died on a cross. The death of Jesus was for our sins. And sin and death go together. If you know the verse from Romans 6, it says the the wages of sin or the penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so here's the situation, is usually the one who sins is the one who dies, right? But in this place, Jesus is the one who dies for our sin, right? Number three, the purpose of Jesus' death was to rescue us. How many people know that someone who can rescue themselves doesn't need rescuing, right? That kind of makes sense. So Jesus came to rescue us because we are in desperate need of a rescuer. 
And He rescues us from a life without God to bring us into a life with God, both now and for eternity. That's what we're rescued for. Number four, the present result of Jesus' death is grace and peace. Right at the beginning of verse three there. Grace is God's unmerited, undeserved favour. He gives that to us because of Jesus. The peace that we get is peace with God. That comes through Jesus. Jesus purchases that for us. And I can tell you this, is that there is no one in the world who does not need an encounter with God's grace and peace right now, today. Number five, the eternal result of Jesus' death is that God will be glorified forever. So you have to understand this. As Jesus died on the cross, that whole scene was pointing to God's goodness and God's love, right? That gives God's glory. It's all shouting, this is how good, this is how amazing God is. And when someone comes, when a person comes and surrenders their life to Jesus and says, I am going to follow Jesus, that life then becomes a life that gives God glory. So that life then has a purpose and the purpose is to point to Jesus' goodness. How great is He? Look what He has done for me. I am a walking miracle. I am a walking signpost of God's goodness. That is, that is what God's glory is all about. Now this stuff, I get that this is all stuff that you can know in your head and it can miss your heart. That's especially true for people who have sat in church for years and years. There can be a disconnect. So let me make it personal for you this morning. I want to take these five points and apply them right to you. So I just want you to hear these words this morning. Number one, Jesus volunteered to die in your place. Number two, Jesus died for your sins. Number three, Jesus died to rescue you. Number four, because Jesus died, you can know grace and peace. Number five, because Jesus died for you, your life gives Him glory. Even as Jesus hung on the cross and people mocked Him and hurled insults at him. He prayed this prayer and he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Not long after that, he took his final breath and he screamed out, it is finished. And it was done. It was finished right there. The reason for his coming, the work of God, in Jesus going to the cross, 
the pain and the suffering, the payment for sin, it was finished right there on the cross. I was reminded afresh this morning, just as we were worshipping, of my personal testimony. And those words, it is finished, were just so powerful to me this morning because it is finished brings hope to anyone who has doubts about their past. Anyone who feels like they were too far gone that they could never come to Jesus. Anyone who feels like they actually have nothing to offer. And I remember a season in my life where I knew who God was I even believed in Him and yet I turned my back on Him and I did everything I could just to block Him out of my life. And even then in that space, I remember times where I felt like I could almost audibly hear God's voice saying, Dan, what are you doing? Come back to me. Come back to me today, now, I'm ready. Come back to me. When I was 22 years old, I met a guy and we started hanging out and spending some time together. And I remember going to his house one day and he had all these books over, over his table, all these big, thick Bibles sort of books, books that I'd definitely never read before. We were going surfing or something and I'm like, well, what are all these books? Like, what have you been doing? And he was on fire. Like, he was lit up. He's like, man, I've been reading these books and I've been reading my Bible and I'm going to tell you all about this stuff that I've read and how amazing it is. And as we, as we, as we started talking and, and spending more time together, he started sharing all this stuff with me and I, it just, it impacted me. I thought, wow, like I see this passion And I remember leaving his house one day and on his front deck, I remember praying this prayer. I just said, Lord, I want that. I want that passion that he's got. I I want that hunger to read your Word and to know you and to to have a life that's surrendered for you. I wanna know my purpose, the plans that you have for me. I wanna lay down my life for you. And, And it was like God answered that prayer in an instant. I remember getting home and finding my Bible and I started reading it at the book of Matthew and I read right through the New Testament and then I started at the beginning and I kept reading again and I was in this season where I just couldn't put this book down. And I know that you've probably read good books before, like this was next level. I I would take my Bible everywhere. I would even read it when I was driving and I got a red light. I would get it off the front seat and I would read my Bible and I would wait for someone behind me to honk their horn and then I'd put my Bible, this is no word of a lie. I'd take it to work with me and read my Bible and I just consumed this. And as I did that, the person of Jesus Christ and God's love for me impacted me in this whole new way. And I realised these words, it is finished, that Jesus has done enough for me to be able to come to Him. And there was a choice that I needed to make and the choice was to leave everything behind and lay it down for Him. Not just little bits here and there, but give Him everything. And I navigated that next season and it it meant I couldn't hang out with some mates that I didn't like, you know, what we got up to when we were together and 
had to finish some relationships there. Like it was hard. It was hard. People didn't agree with the, the choices that I was making, but I knew that Jesus was the way. And if you're here today, here's the message that I want you to hear, not from me, but from Jesus on a cross, okay? This is a message, is that Jesus died in your place because you are worth it. Jesus died for your sins because you are worth it. Jesus rescued you because you are worth it. Jesus gives you access to grace and peace and a life that brings glory to God because you are worth it. This is the message of the cross, that Jesus went to the cross for you. That He hung on that cross and He died in your place so that you can put your hope and your trust in Him and know the Father. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says this, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. We talk about this verse all the time, John 3:16, that says, God so loved the world. God so loved you and I that He gave His one and only Son because you are worth it. And this is a message that the world needs to hear. This is a message that there are people in this very room need to hear today. And we have this message knowing that the resurrection's coming, that our God who hung on a cross, who, who purchased our freedom, it didn't finish there, but He has power over death, meaning that we can be free from that also and spend eternity with Him. That He has life and life to the full, not just in eternity, but starting right now from the moment you come to Him. This is the life that Jesus purchased for us. So I wanna invite you to stand with me this morning and we're gonna pray and we're gonna worship as we finish up here. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity this morning if you hear and maybe if you feel like your story aligns with my story and you've turned your back on God in some way, then maybe today is the day to say, yes, I'm turning back. Or maybe for the very first time, maybe you're here today and you're hearing this message of Jesus for the very first time and you realise He died on that cross for me and I wanna follow Him. I wanna give Him my life. Maybe you wanna make that decision today. And so I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna give you that opportunity. You can pray with me just in your heart this morning. And the prayer is just, just words of what are going on in our heart. When we say, Lord, I see what You've done for me. Father, thank You. I realise that You're real. I realise that You're a God of love. I realise that that incredible love sent Your one and only Son to the cross in my place. Father, I realise that 
I have a life of sin and I've been separated from You in that place. But I thank You that because of Jesus, I can be forgiven and set free from that sin. I thank You that because of Jesus, I can have a new life in You, Father. Lord, help me to surrender my life to You. I wanna give You control. You've purchased my life, it's Yours, Father. Show me the way. Lord, I just pray for those who are here today and they're saying, yes, I wanna, I wanna turn my life back to You. And Father, I pray for an impartation of boldness, of courage, of strength, Lord. I pray for those decisions and choices that need to be made for You, Heavenly Father. I pray that there are people who leave today changed. God, we just thank You for Your goodness, Lord. We thank You that Sunday is coming. We thank You for the hope that is found in You, Heavenly Father. Help us, I pray, Lord, be people whose lives bring You glory, Lord, that our lives would be a signpost to Your goodness. I pray this in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. We are gonna end with one final song. It's our last little bit of worship today before we head into Sunday. And so I pray that it's not a throwaway moment this morning, but that it be a response from our heart today to all that God's done for us. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.